Now, one of the big trends, of course, uh, throughout this entire pandemic has been online shopping and the sharp increase in online shopping we've seen over the last 12 or so months. And not surprisingly, that has meant a huge jump in the bottom line for Amazon. And what exactly does that mean for online shopping into the future and for local business? David McDonald is a senior economist for the Canadian Centre for Policy Alternatives, and he joins us now for more on this on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. David, good afternoon. Nice to have you back with us. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right, Amazon just reporting their first quarter earnings, and it's up, this is hard to believe, 44%, a 44% increase, an astonishing number. Can you put that into a bit of perspective for us? Yeah, I mean, this is on revenue of $108 billion. They made $8 billion in profit in that quarter alone, triple um, what, uh, what what they saw in previous periods over that quarter. So it's really a tremendous amount of money. I mean, it's worth it's worth remembering the fact that, that Amazon um, is very good at avoiding taxation in the U.S., where there's a fair amount of transparency in terms of how much Amazon pays. In the Canadian context, we actually have very little idea whether Amazon pays any corporate income taxes or not, because we don't force them to report in the same way that other countries force uh, companies to report whether they're paying taxes or not. It may well be that they're paying no corporate income taxes in Canada. Um, it may well be that they're not paying property taxes in many cases in Canada because they negotiated sweetheart deals with uh, with local municipalities, um, recently, um, you know, the federal government now is uh, pushing Amazon, just like any other digital giant, to charge GST, um, which was new for this company. Although some of the provinces had been doing that, um, and so in that regard, it becomes slightly more even. But it remains a very unequal uh, competitive landscape when you look at Amazon versus, say, a, you know, a local. Uh, or even medium-sized or large-sized Canadian business that is paying their corporate income taxes uh, and likely can't avoid them in the same way that Amazon can. Yeah, so it's an unlevel or an unfair uh, playing field. At least it appears that way because, as you mentioned, uh, we are not privy to uh, a lot of the uh, taxation details when it comes to Amazon. Yeah, I mean, it's likely they're paying very little. It's likely it, it, it's almost impossible that they're paying the actual statutory rate of 15%, um, which is what Canadian companies generally pay. I mean, once you're a big international corporation, you pretend like your profit appears in Bermuda. And therefore, you know, even though you've got a massive amount of business in Canada, you pay no corporate income taxes. So all the roads that you use, all the training that your employees get before they go in um, to, to work for you, uh, you get that for free. I mean, you know, the Canadian public basically pays for that for free. Um, so that you can operate and make a massive profit for shareholders. Uh, and and then there's no taxes paid on that profit or very, very few taxes. That's certainly the case in other countries, although, again, we don't know in the Canadian situation. And so why that makes things quite unfair for Canadian companies, of course, is that they don't have that luxury to say, oh, we don't want to pay taxes this year, Canadian government. We're going to skip on, skip out on that. Uh, but we will continue to use, you know, your roads and your infrastructure and your, you know, your health care and, and, and your well-educated workforce. Um, and so it becomes a big issue. It certainly becomes an issue in the pandemic when we start to talk about um, whether uh, companies that have done very well, um, not necessarily because of anything they've done in particular, but just because they happen to be on the right side of the pandemic. And that was certainly the case for Amazon and other com- companies in that in that realm, um, that maybe they should be providing a bit more to, to workers like paid sick days. Uh, you know, Amazon distribution centers have been some of the places where we've seen big outbreaks, particularly in and around the GTA. Um, and there is no offer for Amazon to have two weeks of paid sick days. 
Um, and in fact, if the Ontario plan goes through, which is providing three days of paid sick leave, up, you know, totaling up to $200, mm-hmm. um, they would support companies like Amazon, but wouldn't support companies that already have paid sick days. So, you know, companies can only take advantage of this if they decided prior to the pandemic they didn't want to give their employees paid sick days. They're the ones that get the support, whereas the, you know, the, the companies that have higher standards for their employees um, don't get the support. And that's you know, in, in a pandemic, you know, there may be some exception there, but it, it just shows the moral hazard of, of government providing these sorts of things without requiring companies to take at least a few of these sick days on their own books first to create a more level playing field. So what does this, David, uh, what does it all mean for a local business when we talk about, uh, you know, taxation, but also the fact that, uh, you know, their revenues are up 44% in the first quarter of this year. We know there's been a massive shift to uh, online shopping and in particular Amazon uh, during the pandemic. But all of this seems to add up to not very good news for a sector, small business and local business that has really uh, been hurting and struggling. No, and so a lot of small businesses didn't have the same kind of online presence. They couldn't rapidly switch to online, and they were likely shut down, um, you know, in a, in a way that Amazon has never been. Um, you know, competing against big box stores is is one thing, but, you know, Amazon has never experienced big shutdowns until very recently where some of their distribution centers have been shut down in Peel. And so for small businesses, it's, it's already a very competitive environment, um, you know, because they can't move their taxes someplace else and not pay any taxes. They're, they're paying more in taxes, in essence, subsidizing big companies like Amazon that make more um, in profits, pay much less in taxes. And so it's a very difficult situation. Uh, so people know the Amazon brand and they go to Amazon and shop there um, for, for items that they probably could get at local stores. Um, and certainly the, the pandemic has, has shifted people more online. Some of that business will certainly come back to, to small, medium-sized businesses once they're allowed to reopen and it's convenient to do so instead of having to order it off Amazon. But you've got to think that in the long term, there has been a substantial shift to people being more familiar with and comfortable with ordering online um, through big companies like Amazon. That could benefit some smaller businesses. They did have an online presence and they, you know, and they built that up rapidly during the pandemic. But, you know, it's just a very difficult situation, I think, for a lot of small businesses. And it will continue to be even if they're allowed to fully reopen, well, when they're allowed to fully reopen, hopefully this summer and fall. Well, many analysts are calling this 44 percent growth year over year unsustainable. And I guess my question would be, uh, would you agree? Because that's that's a pretty big number, as we mentioned uh, off the top. And do you think that eventually when we come out of this uh, next wave and hopefully get back to some kind of uh, normal, that one of the things that local business and small business can offer that Amazon can't is really that kind of in-store uh, experience, that uh, personal experience. And I think a lot of people do value those uh, neighborhood mom and pop, pop shops. Yeah, I mean, I you know, we're not going to see 44% growth every quarter in Amazon until the end of time. I mean, this, you know, certainly um, the, the uh, you know, there are quarters where you're seeing bigger growth in this segment. So particularly in the fourth quarter of 2020, you saw a big growth in online sales, particularly in, in Amazon. It is, it is slightly lower in the, you know, in the first quarter of 2021. Um, when it comes to the experience of mom and pop shops, unfortunately, often what people do because it's so easy is you go to a local store and you shop for what you want. And if it's something that's reasonably generic, you can search right there on your phone, whether it's cheaper on Amazon, you can order right there on Amazon standing in the store and have it delivered to your house, even though Amazon never provided with you with the service of, of you know, touching the product and playing with the product, for instance, if you think of like a 
sort of computer product or something like that. Um, and so it's so easy now to order online. You can do it from a competing shop. And so I, there's certainly the case to be made for uh, for for small businesses and medium-sized businesses. The challenge is that they're providing a service that or if they're selling a product that Amazon is also selling, uh, people will price shop and they'll do it right there in the store. Uh, and so it becomes, I mean, it's just a real difficult situation. I think that we will see a longer term trend towards people uh, buying online, which is to Amazon's benefit being the, by a long shot, the biggest provider in this area. Um, and so for, for smaller shops, it becomes a difficult situation. And so what governments can do is, you know, level the playing field in terms of taxation so that everyone's at least facing the same, you know, possible tax uh, implications, which we're certainly not doing now. And that's not only for Amazon, it's for other companies like Apple or Facebook or Microsoft. Um, uh, and then also, uh, you know, and then, then I guess the real challenge is trying to get small businesses more into the online space where they, they can pick up additional, say, out-of-town orders that they might not otherwise get. Um, but that is a, you know, there's, there was some support for that in the federal budget and some of the provincial budgets, but it is, it's a challenging space that I think, um, you know, a lot of the smaller stores have really lagged behind. And hopefully the pandemic has pushed them to do more online work because there are some, some possibilities for them in the future there, I think. Without a doubt. David McDonald is the senior economist for the Canadian Centre for Policy Alternatives. David, really interesting discussion. Really, as always, appreciate the insight and have a good weekend. Thanks for having me. Bye. You bet.